0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Koffee on Unsafe Space. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by the bad mamma jamma, Carrie Smith. Carrie, say hello.
1: Hi. Good morning, Carter. Or good afternoon, actually.
0: It is It is more of an afternoon. Uh, if you'll notice, I think we did less than 30 seconds of the whole music for everyone today. So oh. uh, I was going to skip it, but Carrie said she wanted to give you a dose just a little bit. So
1: uh, I think that we should just, I told Carter, we should just keep finding the worst... Imaginable hold music, royalty free hold music, and just give something worse every day.
0: (laughs) I like the words royalty free out of that, so uh, yes, great idea. Someone says that they're uh, they're disappointed with the absence of Latin jazz music, so I guess we could we could we could go for that, right? Latin jazz music. I don't know. Nick Fragility Uh, says I can't clap any slower. Uh, I'm sorry, Knit Fragility. It's not going to keep up. I haven't had time to replace the music. I, but it's not going to be good because it's going to be free. So, But that's uh, the whole
1: point. It's funny. I like it. I like it bad. I um, did it
0: intentionally to be funny, but um, I think it's more annoying to some people than funny. So,
1: No, anyway. it's not. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm wrong? Yeah.
0: I thought it's it was annoying. funny. I think it's funny. I'm it just saying funny. other people think it's annoying is what I'm saying.
1: Oh, Okay. Anyway, no, so. I've got anyway. a prick in my neck. Okay, what? How are we? This is our first live Monday Daily Caffeine. Welcome, guys. We're doing Daily Caffeine live on Mondays.
0: Wait, didn't we do it last week?
1: No, we didn't do it live. Did no? Did Did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is our (laughs) second live Daily Kevfefe on Mondays, guys. (laughs) Welcome to a new 2020. If you're new to Daily Kevfefe, it's a daily show we do on Unsafe Space. You can visit our website at unsafespace.com, and you can subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. You can go to BitChute and subscribe there for the day when we are inevitably banned by YouTube. Um, You can also donate financially, if you like, at subscribestar.com. We have different levels, and it really is... Uh, one of the best ways you can help us out even a doll if you donate a dollar is awesome um, And what else oh and just in sharing the video we still we're at a point where we still need to um, We did really great last year with our with our subscriber base. I'm very happy with how the audience grew in 2019 and So we would love for you guys to share the video. So we our audience grows into 2020 Yeah, Did I nail it Carter.
0: You nailed it Carrie. Thank you. Uh, you nailed it. Um, and yeah, we kind of plateaued on our YouTube subscribers, but uh, that's okay. We also kind of plateaued content-wise because we took a couple weeks off for the holidays and whatever. So, um, goal now is to step it up and uh, help us get to the next milestone, which I think is ten thousand. So, uh, yeah, Carrie,
1: you and we're shared- fighting an uphill battle because on YouTube, you know, their algorithms are such that our videos don't get recommended where they should be recommended. Like a lot of people who are engaging in so-called wrong think um we're not the algorithm is set against us like a lot of other channels so it helps if you actually manually go share the video with your friends if there's <laughs> one that is not too embarrassing for you <laughs>
0: yeah in fact i haven't i haven't done this but i'm going to do it right now just because i'm curious i bet if you, like it's probably you could probably search for exact titles of our videos and they won't show up i'm not sure oh
1: Oh, I had the occasion to do this yesterday. Oh, you did. So I'm, oh I'm my God! You
0: search for Daily Kofefi, and uh, we're not even on the first. Oh wait, we're on the first page, way way down. The first way things down. are Daily Show and everything, but that's literally our name. No one else's name is Daily
1: Kofefi. I can get. I can get more specific. If okay. you search for yesterday, I was in an SJW group where um, they were all. Well, it's a group that's been converged upon by SJWs. It used to just be a left. Everything's group on
0: the left. an SJW group now, Karen. Right.
1: Um, and they were all recommending. It was one of these horrible, embarrassing, uh, woke white fre- threads where they're like, you know, dear white people, what things would you recommend to other white people to learn about their inherent, uh, you know, toxic whiteness and whatever? Oh, my God and they were all recommending the same old usual suspects like all the cult all the good cult reading was there um and white fragility of course kept coming up by Ro- Robin DeAngelo so i looked for our video you i searched for unsafe space white fragility which that should Would, bring it up right away cuz that's the title that's our account and it was way down i had to i had to put in i think i had to put in another search term to find it and it's like come on guys that's like that that is the video I think if you even put in deprogrammed it's way down there.
0: Wow. Wait here, I'm I'm uh I'm trying it now.
1: They don't S- like it because it's critical of her book.
0: Yeah. Of course. I don't know if this'll work. Let's try. Hold on. Uh did that did that work, Carrie?
1: All I see is a black screen. Oh.
0: You know what? I some I just gotta I gotta troubleshoot a little bit better. Never mind. Back to Carrie.
1: But are you searching? Yeah, I'm searching
0: and it? uh it is yeah, we're not we're not there. In fact oh, wait, that, w- Yeah, we're not there.
1: <laughs> and it's it couldn't be more on the notes. It's like it's like the example I gave. I noticed a few months ago that YouTube had done this when there were videos that I used to search for and I knew the titles or I knew things that were in the titles even. And even when I knew the exact titles, I couldn't find them. I was looking for the example I gave was I was looking for a Paul Joseph Watson video recently called Uh, UK Losers React to Election Results or something like that. And and I had the exact title and I had to go to page six of the results to get to it. Like... They, may, they don't want you to find these videos. Instead, they give you six pages of, do you mean this video from CNN? Do you mean this from MSNBC? Do you mean this from, you know, some SJW contributor on YouTube, some creator on YouTube is, who, who believes that we do? No, I don't mean any of that. I gave you the title of the video I'm looking for. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, here we here, I, I So I got my thing working here. Look, so here we go. Unsafe space, white fragility. This is not what we plan to talk about today, but it's worth mentioning. So, all right, I'm going to search for it. I'm doing it from the unsafe space account. So like, <laughs> if, if they were smart, they would make it work, at least for me. Right. But OK, here, here we go. Uh, none of this. This is a deprogrammed episode we had about wait for Julie. So there we go. It's a way down. But I wonder, like, even if I put it, maybe I put it in, I'll put unsafe space in quotes. Let's see. Well, if and that, I
1: bet if you didn't search from your account, I bet the algorithm does account for that. Cause I wasn't searching from my account. I was searching from my personal account, which, no. which, it works way, if interacts- I put unsafe
0: space in quotes, by the way, there we go. Uh,
1: but I, I, um, you know, I interact with our channel a lot. So you would think it would come up high in the results for me, but no.
0: Yeah. Well, that's right. We can't have, anyway. uh, we can't have the, uh, indoctrination being questioned by the masses Carrie. So we not, we got to make sure, oops, we got to make sure that, uh,
1: I'm looking at your Wikipedia entry for femininity. Yeah. so I actually,
0: you're, I'm going to bring that up later. That's why okay, it's up okay. there. I also have one for masculinity, uh, which okay. we'll, we'll talk about later. But that was a sneak preview by mistake. Um, yeah. So, so there you go, Carrie.
1: Knit fragility says, by some miracle, I found the first knitting explanation video. Hooked ever since. Hooked ever since. Is that a is that a pun about knitting? Anyway, that's totally but, a knitting well, pun. P- Oh, no, that's a crochet pun. That's oh, a crochet pun. It. Knitting, hooked. Okay. <laughs> anyway, welcome guys. I um. I uh, I'm gonna let Carter kick off what we're talking about today. Are we gonna talk about the topic I sent you?
0: Yeah, well, that, that's why you saw the Wikipedia page on femininity. Um, and I was actually gonna show you guys the Wikipedia pages in a minute, but um, so Carrie, <laughs> I so Carrie tells me about this guy. I'm sorry, this eight-year-old girl who's really a 45-year-old man named Joseph Gobrick. So Joseph Gobrick... Here, maybe I'll just put up the article because no one wants to watch me. Uh, Man, not working. There we go. Joseph Gobrick. So um, he's pedophile. Uh, Previously, uh, he's actually already a sex criminal, so he's already a a predator. And... um, he got caught with child porn, and but he has a defense. He has a defense that is is adequately woke, which is uh, although he's a forty five year old, appears to be biological male, um, he identifies as an eight year old girl, uh, which I didn't know. I don't think eight year old girls are actually exempt from child pornography laws, but he identifies as an eight year old girl and says that the free speech uh, free speech entitles him to have. Uh, images on his computer of child sexual abuse, and uh, he, he made the mistake of, of defending himself in court, and so thankfully he, he lost, and he says to the judge, "I've always been an eight-year-old girl, and even in my drawings and fantasies, I'm always an eight-year-old girl." Uh, and uh,
1: Can I just uh, wh- interrupt as someone who's actually been an eight-year-old girl? Um, well, Carrie.
0: How dare you imply that he has not been an eight-year-old girl?
1: (laughs) Eight-year-old girls, unless they've been interfered with, do not have the type of sexual fantasies and porn and stuff that he says he's had since he was eight. An eight-year-old girl, anyway. That's That's a very good point. Eight-year-old girl.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, If my daughter, when she was eight, had a stash of child porn on her computer, I would probably. Hang myself for being the worst parent in the world after dropping her off at an institution. so um, yeah, so anyway, so let's let's go back to this. So he um, he also, while he was in jail, no remorse while he's in jail w- during his trial, uh, the defendant continued to draw talking about raping babies in the Kent County jail and making other statements about how this is his constitutional right to continue to do so. there there he is um now thankful oh, he also compared his situation to auschwitz he says under the law auschwitz was legal what wow. you're doing here is wrong just as auschwitz was so that was a very convincing argument i'm sure and uh he did end up getting convicted thankfully so
1: yeah of course i had someone point out well he got convicted and i'm like that's not the point so i i came across this guy because uh libby Evans, who's a really great Uh, writer who we've had on the program before if you guys haven't seen it we did a interview or Carter did an interview with Libby Evans because my sound wasn't working Um, she's brilliant she writes for Colette and the Post Millennial and a couple of other places and she did a piece about him and I was saying to the person who commented it's not about his sentence the piece that she wrote and the reason why this is of concern to me more than just because it's about a disgusting pedophile is because it's because specifically he's using the SJW ideology to try and justify his evil, to try and justify his pedophilia. That's why if it's of interest. I think that is going to start... We're going to start seeing a lot more of that.
0: Absolutely. Um, and the reason I actually wanted... So I wanted to talk about this for two reasons. One is that you had alerted me to it, and um, and it's a horrible story, and it's worth talking about. Um, but also this weekend, Carrie, I was at... um. I was looking at middle schools because uh, we're still kind of fighting this battle about homeschool versus other schools for my daughter. Um, she's half homeschooled right now, for those of oh, you who are sorry. paying attention. Uh, that's okay. Um, but uh, I met a really cool mom there who uh, we, we ended up talking about some stuff. But she went up to one of the the group of students. At the, there was a, an event where current middle school students were sitting at this table kind of willing to answer questions from parents who had prospective students and she went up and she asked them if they used this pronoun they do you guys use the pronoun they and uh she's nice lady um we ended up uh becoming friends but i i had forgotten that carrie you and i are in this (laughs) we're in this world all the time i mean you were a social justice warrior yourself for a while um we talk about this stuff all the time. We're on Twitter. We're paying attention to this stuff. But for a lot of people, this is this woman is, uh, you know, a mom. She's got a day job. She's got a daughter who's about my daughter's age, looking at going into to middle school. And she had kind of just was sort of tangentially aware of this. Like, why are people using the pronoun they? they her, one of her problems with it was like, well, isn't they plural? I don't understand. Um, and uh, – I realized how...
1: And was she promptly made to feel like a bigot?
0: Uh, <laughs> no. Actually, she said, because she didn't ask the parents, she asked. She didn't ask the teacher, she asked the kids. Um, and she said that the kids were kind of like, yeah, we use it. Like, kind of like, not really into it, but yeah, we do kind of, I guess, use it, right? Um, but uh, it it was a reminder to me that I don't think everyone is... Although this is affecting everyone, Carrie. I mean, it was in it's in random schools, right? Uh, it's in every school, basically. Um, I don't think everyone's really aware of how pervasive this is and what's going on. And I thought it would be this article would be a good I, good opportunity for us to talk a little bit about what's going on. What is this gender? Because she had to have me. I had to, I explained then the whole, you know. <laughs> the rise of intersectionalism and it's the difference hard. between gender and sex and what was going on or what their agenda was. And, you know, and she was coming at this from like, a this seems kind of weird to me. I guess there are some people who identify as a different gender and we should be nice to them, but it seems kind of weird. It, she kind of had this feeling like something was wrong, but, um, she just didn't have the context to understand what was really happening. Cause of course she has a day job, like a normal person. And, uh, doesn't waste her time spending, you know, paying attention to trans activists. Um, So I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to kind of talk about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I say this is hard, it's because it's not hard to get. Obviously, it's not hard for us to talk about this ideology because we do it all the time. Our other podcasts deprogrammed is specifically about my old ideology, which I call SJW ideology, but it's also, you could call it, it's been called identitarianism. It's been called, um, like identity. It's an identity politics obsessed form of Marxism. And it's not hard to talk about it. It's just that it's big. And so when people come into contact like this woman with one part of it and maybe in her gut, she's like, something's wrong here. Why are we suddenly teaching kids that they need to use the plural pronoun they for an individual? Right. But but like you said, it's 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 brought up as if this is just um, a good thing to do if you're a kind and considerate person. And if you're right. against it, you must be a bully and a, and a bigot. Most people, they're busy. They don't have time to figure out what this is. They ignore the gut feeling and they just go ahead with, well, I'm not an awful person. And so I'm going to say that my child should learn this. But but to answer the question what it is, that's why we have a whole show, a whole series devoted to it because it is so large. It is It is – an ideology. It is a system of belief. It's a way of looking at the world, and people get pulled into it. Like I got pulled into it, one individual tenant at a time, one little thing like that at a time, that you don't really consider, you don't spend too much time thinking about, and then you go ahead and accept it, and you start, be- and it affects your behavior, and it affects And, and it, it seems trivial, well. right? It seems, it seems at trivial. It seems trivial at the time, but it's not trivial. I mean, this, this is. Um, I, it's on my mind because just because I was engaging in that group on uh, Facebook yesterday, and and that one was specifically about race. You're we're talking today about, or we can talk about both, but th- this is trans issues. It's the same thing. It's all the same ideology. It mm-hmm. is, and and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat myself just at the top of this because I know we have some new viewers, and and I'd I'd like to just and I and because I was stating it yesterday to people who were in the thread asking me again, what do you mean? Here's what I mean. They were calling it liberalism. They were calling it progressivism. It's not. <laughs> it's not either of those things. Liberalism is concerned with equality of access. Liberalism is concerned with individual rights, with individualism. It's concerned with free speech and you know your, your right to, uh, uh, to, to, to not be forced to say things that you don't agree with, right? And so anyway, this, this belief system is a form of Marxism. But it's not the, it's it's an evolved or form of Marxism. It's a new form of Marxism that instead of being based around class and what class group you're in, it's based around what identity group you're in. It's about power and identity. And so uh, that's why it, when this, this ideology concerns matters of race, matters of sex, matters of sexuality, all the trans stuff. It includes the fat phobia stuff. It includes all of it because they teach that the best way to look at the world is as this power struggle between identity groups. And it's all about getting power for your identity group. It's not about you as an individual. It doesn't matter who you are as an individual or what your character is like or what you achieve. Or you are seen, it's a collectivist belief system. You're seen as a part of a collective, the, all these different groups. You're not seen as an individual. It's just as bad as white supremacy and, and white nationalism because it views you as your racial group first and as your sex and your sexuality and all that first. And, um, And it's, it's, I call it evil because a lot of people, I'm almost done with my my rant here, Carter. I'm getting better at trying to say this succinctly. I call it evil because it convinces a lot, I think, a lot of otherwise well-intentioned people like myself in the past. It convinces them that the best way to fight against collectivism is with this collectivism. The best way to fight against racism is with this racism. The best way to fight against sexism is with the sexism. And in order to do that, because you're a person who thinks these things are bad, they have to control language and thought. And so the first thing they do is they start teaching you new words. It's Look at how they try to control language. They teach you new definition. There's the new definition of racism. That's why you don't have to worry about going out and treating different people differently on the basis of race, like we're telling you to do, because we've changed the definition of racism so you can feel okay about it. That, that They do the same thing with sexism. So I'm just trying to say this in a nutshell. I'm Every once in a while I try to roll it out and practice it again, because I know we have new viewers, but it's a big thing. And people come into contact with little parts of it, and then it's like, how do you succinctly, in a nutshell, try to explain to them what this is? That's the best way I've been able to do it so far, is to start from the beginning of this is a system of belief. Here's how they look at the world. So, okay, that's my tear.
0: <laughs> that, I think that was super helpful. I'm glad that you did it. Uh, I was actually thinking that we, we need something exactly like that, just kind of a reminder slash primer for people who are new, that are listening, that um, just kind of don't know what all of this is. Um, and I think that was great. So I don't don't worry about your ranting. It's not a rant. It was good. Oh. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about gender specifically, because I was thinking about this, Carrie, and, um, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Uh, It's not just, so, it's not just that um, they're making, now, so they're making, first of all, they're making gender like a piece of clothing, so, which is, like, you can just, you can choose it, you can change it um, whenever you want, and it's just whatever you identify with, right? So, Rather than being anything that's actually tied to objective reality, your gender is now literally just what you wish it to be. Uh, and, um, but the the key here is you're also they also force well they expect everyone else to agree with it. So I think a rational. Trans person, a rational person who, let's say, grew up as a as a man and decides that they identify as a female or a, a woman. They want to identify as a woman, right? Um, they will identify as a woman. They might ask you to call them she, um, and they'll they'll go through the process of identifying as a woman. But they won't say I'm actually. Like if you say, "Well, are you like bio Like are you actually a man?" or like they won't say. No, you must believe that I'm actually a woman, and then there's no difference between me and other women. That's not a healthy psychology. That's not something that a healthy person believes. A healthy trans person knows that biologically they are something different than the, what they're presenting. That's the whole reason that the word Correct. trans exists. Correct. Um,
1: like healthy trans people will not insist that biological sex is not real. Right. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and
0: actually, I think healthy trans people aren't will also won't, um, I don't think that they're, they're bought into the, the idea of um, whimsical gender fluidity and 86 different types of genders. No, right?
1: no. Most, well, so just anecdotally, most of the trans people know that would be correct. They are not bought in. They are some of the most vocal opponents to this, what they call trans trenderism that I know. And so- right. Yeah. And, and, and one other point just to add, I'm, but they, they, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that the people who are pushing this belief system are the people that the belief system claims to be speaking on behalf of. And that's not true. Most of the trans cult, I call them cult trans activist cult people I know are not trans. Most of the woke race, like the, the, the people who push the racial part of it are not people of color. They're white people. It's it's it, they get you ro- pulled in as an ally. This is how you prove you're one of the good guys, even though you're in a so-called oppressor group. They put you in an oppressor group anyway. That's
0: yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, and a lot of normal trans people aren't bought into this, right? Um, <laughs> so, uh, so look, I mean, there's. I was trying to think of why they, um, why they are so insistent on you calling them whatever the uh gender pronoun that they decide is and um actually along those lines Carrie should we pause and just let everyone know your new gender
1: Ah, well I simultaneously saw someone shared an article about how Facebook you know all these social media companies are bought into this ideology if you didn't know that well here's your they are bought in (laughs) most and it's because they have so many people working there who who bought into it and it's called convergence where everyone in the powerful positions at these companies are now speaking this belief system. Um, And so they keep changing. All of them are changing their TOS all the time, their terms of service. Facebook just changed their TOS to say it's now bannable for you to um, deny someone's existence, which I don't know how you do that. And even if you did, it doesn't really matter. If I say you don't exist Carter, I don't see how that's hurtful to you. Um, But when people are opposing this ideology, they're not denying anyone's existence. That's that's hyperbole. That's ridiculous. Um, But in in the context of that article, I saw that Facebook has like it's a long list of a ridiculous number of so-called genders you can choose from now. And um, and so I saw that you could change your gender to dragon, which I did. (laughs) <laughs> well, i'm trying to see if i
0: get banned because i explicitly deny that your gender exists so i'm, I'm waiting for facebook to react to me
1: well i haven't reported i should report you
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess you should report me maybe we should see if she can she can report me um yeah anyway that was an aside also another aside quickly um there's a great chesterton quote someone in chat just shared do you mind if i read it carrie please Uh, fires will be kindled to testify that two and two make four swords will be drawn to prove that leaves are green in summer. We shall be left defending not only the incredible virtues and sanities of human life, but something more incredible. Still the huge impossible universe, which stares us in the face. That is beautiful quote. That's where we are. So anyway. Um, okay. So one of the reasons that they want you to, uh, I think, Call Carrie dragon gender, if that's what she says she is. And we've talked about this before, Carrie. One obvious thing is, um, you know, you've talked about how the social justice ideology is obsessed with power. They are inherently authoritarian. They're about control. Um, Getting you to use the gender pronouns that they... Um, want you to is really just a way for you to prove that you're submissive to the ideology. And that's, I think, one of the primary drivers for it is it's a it's a demonstration of your submissiveness to the ideology.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, that's a great way. A demonstration of your submissiveness. That's exactly what it is. When I see all these people um, uh, like Elizabeth Warren and Jeremy Corbyn and people my pronouns are he, hit, Are they really, Jeremy Corbyn? Okay, I was concerned. I didn't know for a minute. Like, Elizabeth Warren, she, her, really? <laughs> I actually
0: think we should maybe develop separate pronouns so that uh, anyone who says their pronouns are he, him immediately loses the right to pronouns he, him, and we have a different set for that person.
1: <laughs> there should be a pronoun for the Borg, right? There should be a pronoun for the NPC,
0: <laughs> yes. like,
1: cult, the cult of sjw um yeah. wow that's a great point
0: anyway um uh, well hey just
1: another quick aside laura said in chat i think it's attention seeking for one thing yeah this is also in the news i don't know if you saw this but boy george boy george is boy now george un- the, the
0: one that we were all cool with in the 80s
1: oh that we're totally cool with being androgynous boy george is now under attack by these sjw cultists because <sighs> he came out and said that uh, the pronoun thing is, I forget his exact language, I should look up the quote, but he said it was dumb and that it's a form of narcissism and attention-seeking.
0: <laughs> boy George? <laughs> well, he would know.
1: Yeah, well, I go feel Boy like. George. Like, I mean, because Boy George didn't require us to call him her. Like, just it, 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 I love that he came out against this. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, uh, I
0: just hear Carrie. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on, everyone. There we go. Hold on. Let's see if we can do this. Boy George offends pronoun Twitter, <laughs> saying preferred pronouns are a modern form of attention seeking. Wow. Leave your pronouns yeah. at the door. Boy George identifies as a boomer. You must refer to me as Napoleon, and that's as ridiculous as it gets. <laughs> I used the lady toilet through the 80s. <laughs>
1: he's awesome oh my See, this, god this is, this is the um kind of the, the edgy the fun the the oh, what's the word it's it's just m- mischievous um joyful kind of queer culture that i used to know before it got co-opted yeah you know that
0: culture used to be they used to be having fun playing with androgyny and and like david bowie's another one right like they used to have fun playing with that kind of stuff and they used to make it uh, artistic and it used to be fun and now uh, they've like sucked anything fun or funny out of any of it and it's like uh, i don't know it's like uh it's like it's taken over by the nazis it's crazy yeah um,
1: well go boy george go
0: yeah but so, Carrie, so obviously, we you know, we said this one power is one of the things that they're seeking and they want your submissiveness and, and you've got to do your virtue signaling. Um, but I was thinking about why in particular gender is one of their main items, because there's lots of things they could go after theoretically. But why? Why gender? Um, and I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on that before I give you my thoughts, because I did think about it a little bit, um, but I'm, wanna I want to let you have go first
1: some kind of the beginnings of some kind of scrambled thoughts about it. I won't take too long. I'll just, and then, cause I'm, I'm curious to see what you were thinking, but um, I think because this now, now we're going to get, I guess, deeper into it. I tried to give my nutshell version of it at the beginning, but it's this belief system is not just informed by Marxism, it's also informed by postmodernism and postmodernism is, you know, the whole, anything goes, nothing matters. There's multiple truths. There's no such thing as objective truth. You know, that's why they taught, that's how that you can see the influence in this belief system when they talk about your lived experience and, you know, what your, speak your truth and stuff like that. And, um, and you can see that influence when they talk about gender, because they're basically saying, um, you can say something that you completely subjective that you change your mind on, on a whim, and that's supposed to be reality. I can tell you my gender is something different every day, and that's supposed to be reality. And um, I think I think part of uh, this again, this is a little jumbled, I haven't really thought about it a lot, but I think it's 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 not just the postmodernism at play here. I think it's also postmodernism, and maybe I heard Jordan Peterson say this, I'm not sure who I heard say this, but it 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 naturally leads to nihilism in my mind. Because if you believe in everything you believe in nothing there's nothing that's that's more important than anything else or that's something to believe in above anything else anything goes well then nothing matters and so i think this is the nihilistic part of it it's like um this ideology has a end goal of its own it's like a living breathing breathing thing belief systems are almost like living breathing things and part of that is a destruction of this is when people, it's, it's when you're, if you're just talking to your fellow parent at the PTA and they're like, what is this belief system? This is when you might sound like a crazy person if you talk about it all the way to the angles. <laughs> but it is a, it is nihilistic and it is a destruction of everything, including anything that has meaning, which um, the roots of Western civilization, you know, individualism, um, it, it, it's, a, it's opposed to the traditional family. It's opposed to any realistic categories. It's opposed to, The idea of there being a male and female um and i think maybe my mind's going there because i got a preview of your wikipedia with the feminine and the masculine yeah yeah so far
0: you're like spot on where i would be going so this is good
1: okay i want to hear can i take a second to grab my coffee please i don't have to make it i just have to grab it it's just on the table yeah we'll let you okay thank you (laughs) It's been bothering me. Hold
0: on. All right. We're going to... We'll, we'll let Carrie go on a little break and, and uh, get her coffee. And I will wait uh, to even continue. I don't know how this will play in the audio version, Carrie. But um, but here we are. What do we got going on in chat? Okay. Thank you. Um, oh. Knit oh, Fragility wants the music back. Make up your <laughs> mind, Knit F- Fragility. Is it horrible or do you want it back? Um... Yeah. So, Kerry, no, I I agree with you. I think you you um you did a good job of talking about this on a philosophical level. I would say that um actually uh yeah postmodernism is is of course nihilistic. I totally agree with you uh, about that. It's um you know that's you know Derrida in who was the deconstructionist was um uh, influenced by Nietzsche, who uh, clearly. Right, a nihilist, Um and uh and I think there's some and deconstructionism is again uh kind of a postmodern variant and I don't I don't actually know. I'm not being a formal philosopher. I'm not sure how they classify how deconstructionism is classified with respect to postmodernism, but they are related if if not uh some overlapping Venn diagrams there. Um thank you, Aaron Ferris. By the way, Aaron just gave us ten bucks in chat, Carrie. Um
1: Oh, thanks, Aaron.
0: So um, yeah so anyway uh yeah I, so i agree with you that and there, and there's and you know you got into a little bit of metaphysics there's definitely some social metaphysicians uh in the movement there's there's social metaphysics is one of the things and and social metaphysics is this idea that your metaphysics come from those around you like you um uh what's right i don't know i'm gonna look to my left i'm gonna look to my right i'm gonna see people around me and there that will tell me what's what's real right that that tells me what's real i'm not looking outward at the world with my eyes but looking um Uh, looking left and right thank you blackbeard by the way um but i was thinking carrie like on a more tactical level so i totally agree with all that but on a tactical level why is it why is it the gender that they're going after and you started to get to it when you said they're they're going after the family um and i was thinking about this and i was thinking what are they really trying to do i mean obviously why should you oppose this obviously it's anti-scientific um, but that can kind of be a, a too, too much of an academic argument for someone. They're like, okay, well, it's anti-scientific, but, you know, what's the harm? Right? There are people who think that uh, those sentences don't go together for me. If something's anti-scientific, that means it's in- incredibly harmful. But some people look at that, and that's too much of an academic answer. So the kind of the practical... What's the practical relevance of having masculine, femininity, and 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 male and female? And some people in chat even have talked about this already, right? In fact, Aaron Ferris, who who just gave us the ten bucks, says before all this nonsense, people would be offended when you misgendered them because you're implying they don't look a certain way. Pronouns are descriptive. Yeah, pronouns are descriptive. That's one of the one of the purposes. Um, and uh, right, I want to get your thoughts on this, Carrie. So I was thinking, I think what they're doing is ultimately so as part of this kind of nihilistic agenda and i don't think this is always conscious but i think what they're trying to do you know when when we think about nihilism specifically they're trying to bring down um the west and i know that sounds hyperbolic right but um you mentioned a lot of western ideas you mentioned individualism um liberty freedom of speech freedom of association um the um innocent until proven guilty the, the 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 whole concept of, of Western civilization is kind of a limited government where people have rights and they're treated as individuals. That is inimical to what the end goal for a lot of these ideologies is, and so they need to bring it down. And I was thinking one way to bring it down is if you can deconstruct masculinity, if you can get rid of masculinity, right, um, and you can weaponize femininity, um, you end up really being able to undermine the defenses that Western civilization has because um, masculinity actually is what men are what defend civilizations like actually practically fundamentally right they're the ones that go to war when there's a war for
1: the for the most part i have to interject here whenever carter says something like that because i just know i i have an sjw in my head and i know whatever he he means on average There are obviously women and yes. we have women in our audience who've served and there are women who go to war he means on the whole
0: Yes, I'm speaking in generalities right now. There are tall Chinese people and exceptions to generalities, um, but so like in general, it's it's the men who who serve, which and um, and in general, if you if you think about the concept of masculinity, the traditional concepts of masculinity, um, it tends to be more aggressive, more sort of more like um, that's going to. It's the masculine aspects of culture that are going to recognize when there's an enemy and want to push back against it aggressively. They're going to recognize when there's a threat and they're going to push back against it very aggressively. And that's not something that's traditionally considered feminine, except Carrie, you've brought this up before the the mama bear scenario, right?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's something I definitely heard for the first time from Jordan Peterson. Although I I think I've heard Camille, uh, Paglia talk about it also Paglia Paglia yeah um, but yeah this idea that you a lot of a lot of women I mean obviously w- women can be very aggressive when defending their young I mean in other cases I mean again speaking in generalities but I think some of the the misplaced aggression That that mothers would have for a defense of their young. I think that that's being you're seeing that play out in this belief system. Like a lot of women who get pulled into this don't have kids, Um, but there are a lot of mothers who do too. And and it's still it's just it's kind of a uh, it's kind of taking that natural that natural defensive attitude that like a mama bear has and corrupting it and using it to. Um, go out and fight on behalf. You're fighting on behalf of these marginalized groups, and you don't belong to any of these groups, right? That's why I was saying you see a lot of these these SJWs, the, the most woke of the woke, are they're not even in the groups they're defending. But right, it's that mama bear thing.
0: Right. Know? So that's so that's what I kind of think is happening. I think there's a you want to destroy the masculinity in culture so that they're the pushback is um less virulent and there's there's less vigilance in terms of the the threats because there's that general lack of aggression um and the um and the lack of kind of willingness to go like strength to go fight and willingness to go fight for something right um and what you do with the femininity you you don't get rid of the female you just weaponize it which is what you just described you weaponize femininity so um they give them causes to fight for, which actually are um, part of the cause for fighting for the destruction of Western civilization. So um, that's when you get uh, that's when you get a lot of women defending the um, the influx of large groups of immigrants with very different values, like large groups of Muslims. Right, you get a lot of women coming and saying, "We need, lo- we need lots, of- we need a lot of Muslims, and we need to accept the Islamic faith as equivalent to Christianity and other belief systems. It's just another way to believe. You know, there's no, there's no difference morally." Um, and they'll and they'll defend that very, uh, um, aggressively, and and you have them fighting these battles over trans, right, defending very aggressively. Uh, the the trans agenda and that's kind of the mama bear aggression coming out so it's femininity kind of weaponized um, does that make sense
1: it does because I've listened to some and actually it was Camille Paglia I, I heard talking about we may have mentioned this before but how anytime you see if you look back through history anytime a society has collapsed that the categories of masculine, masculine and femininity have changed and that there has been this um Loss of masculinity and um, and that and that whenever a society starts to collapse in this way and I'm taking her out of context so it's she says this in a much more brilliant way than I'm about to so maybe we could find that video and link it but she she talks about how the the wolves kind of amass at the gate because because everything if if everything that's strong in a society is dying there's going to be something strong amassing outside. That's coming. That's in when ready. the predators come,
0: right? When the sheepdogs right. are asleep, the predator, the wolves, come over to the the pasture.
1: Right, and at least I will say this about um, we don't have to get in the weeds about Islam. I do think, in some ways, they're right. Islam is just another way to believe, because but it's more than that, because they haven't allowed it to be compromised in most of the rest of the world. It's it. I know, I know Muslims here. They don't. It, they're not practicing the same thing that people are, believe in in a, a lot of the rest of the world, as far as I can tell. It, th- and they're not allowed to modernize their own faith, because because this ideology says it's Islamophobic to criticize it at all, and to criticize anything that's wrong about it or any of the extreme um, things about it that should probably be discarded. So,
0: exactly. They're defending yeah. the extreme parts of—they're ex- defending Islam as a whole and saying no modification is necessary and you're bigoted to want it.
1: Right. And and I'll say something uh, about that, about the extreme radical form of Islam. At least they believe in something. <laughs> Remember we're talking about postmodernism? There's nothing—no truth is bigger than anything else. Radical Islam believes in—at at least there's a strength there— Oh yeah, I think it's
0: way more attractive if if you're a if you're a a young person looking for an ideology um this kind of uh, <laughs> soup this kind of like amorphous soup of beliefs uh that the left has been pushing for a while is pretty uh, unattractive. I guess maybe. Maybe some of the authoritarian stuff is a little bit more attractive if you're really looking for structure, but Islam's got a way better system than that. I mean, I think Christianity is better, and I'm an atheist. I think Christianity is be- much better than Islam um, in terms of the system, but, uh, you know, there you go. That's what that's what they've got. So, Carrie, um this got me to think about masculinity and femininity a little bit, and uh, I just want to share something with you, because I decided I'll just look it up on, on Wikipedia, because, you know. Wikipedia is great, right? So here we go. So femininity.
1: When you you say masculinity, do you mean everything that's toxic in the world? And when you say femininity, do you mean everything that's empowering? Uh, Because that's what culture tells me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's obviously what I mean. That's obviously what I mean. So wait, I want to share this. Look, so femininity, I'm just going to read the beginning. Femininity is a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles generally associated with women and girls. Although femininity is socially constructed, some research ah. indicates that some behaviors considered feminine are biologically infant. So I was like, "That's that's a weird thing to say. Like, they're saying it totally matter-of-fact. Like, although it's socially constructed, that's really weird. So then I went and I looked at masculinity, right? What does masculinity say? Masculinity is a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles associated with boys and men. Although masculinity is socially constructed... Hmm, this looks very similar. Some research indicates I mean, that some behaviors considered masculine are biologically influenced. Uh, uh, duh, right? Anyone who's ever had, by the way, just, you know, to other parents out there, anyone who's ever had kids does not need to be told that there's differences between boys and girls inherently and biologically. Anyway, so so I, I, I looked at this, Carrie, go real ahead. Real
1: quick about that, how they flipped the actual script, the, the, the facts, which is that I would. it's a little of both. It, it, obviously it's it's biology and culture and society, but for the most part, it's heavily informed by biology and then th- th- but they flipped it to say it's entirely social, but maybe a little tiny bit biology. And, and just to, to that point, um, we've talked about this before, but it always comes to mind when we're talking about this. is that study done with uh, um, oh gosh, was it Rhes- it was rhesus monkeys where they gave them the to- like they gave yes. the baby monkeys toys. And the lo and behold, the boy baby monkeys preferred playing with trucks, and the girl baby monkeys preferred playing with dolls and trucks. Uh, <laughs> the boy Well, they were probably
0: Republican monkeys. Yeah,
1: probably Republican monkeys. <laughs> but the the point is, they're monkeys. Okay. Now there's there's an element of of social uh, socialization stuff that happens in a any primate community of what as well, of course, I'm, I'm sure, but it's not. But to say that it's not heavily influenced by biology because we humans have just come up with this sort of – this culture of oppression where we oppress you with these men are like this on average and women are like this on average. No, it's not, it's not a – they're trying to say it's entirely social with a little tiny bit of biology in there. Right. And, and, and when, sounds- when
0: in reality the opposite is true. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of biology in there. Um, it's not all biology. There's some social constructs, um, and actually, Boy George, case in point. Like we as a society started to evolve to be like, yeah, it's okay. You can you can wear a dress and makeup, and you're still a guy, Boy George. It's cool. You can be ambiguous, and we're cool with it. Um, we're not going to call you a woman, but you know,
1: we're to- we're totally cool with sexual. Im- I mean, look at Prince. Prince right. is the embodiment of fe- the feminine and the masculine. Nobody has a problem with that. But what-, what people have a problem with is. Is the authoritarianism inherent in this belief system which says you must speak lies? (laughs) I'm sorry. Nip
0: Fragility just said They George. (laughs) 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 Nip Fragility, you win the prize spot on. Yes. (laughs) They George. He has to change his name now to They George.
1: (laughs) That's really funny. Thank you (laughs) for the laugh.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, so wait, so Carrie. I was looking at these Wikipedia entries. I'm not done with them because I want to show you one other thing. So uh, here, let me pull it up again. So uh, I look at this and I'm like, what's this citation, right? Although some masculinity is socially constructed. What's this citation? Hmm. Constance Sheehan. Okay. What about the femininity one? Although some femininity is socially constructed. What's the citation? Same citation. Very interesting. Who is this woman? Constance Sheehan, professor of women's studies at the University of Florida. So some women's studies professor wrote in a paper that masculinity and femininity are socially constructed. And that is the one source cited by Wikipedia that has now... This is now... I mean, Wikipedia is where kids go to do uh, research for school. So this is now doctrine. This is now fact. Because... This woman wrote a paper that the Wikipedia editors like and so therefore all femininity and masculinity is socially constructed and that's pretty disturbing to me that's all yeah. I want to say about that
1: well Wikipedia is as you know I mean people it, it's in it's a uh, group like sourced encyclopedia where anybody can edit and then it's supposed to be, you know, based on the community consensus, whether it stays or not, because people will change things back and forth. When I was in SJW, again, talking about how this ideology is is very concerned with manipulating language, uh, the definition of words, um, what you can and can't speak or think, and history, they have to go back and edit history in the way that you look at history to make it fit with their belief system. And when I was an SJW, I spent a lot of time on Wikipedia editing things. I don't know if I've told you that before, have I?
0: You haven't, but it's not surprising. And I just want to be clear when people say like, oh, anyone can edit and it's consensus. It's, there's two things about that. First of all, it's only consensus among. Even if that were true, it's just consensus among people who have time to sit around and edit Wikipedia entries. So, who the hell do you think spends time sitting around editing Wikipedia entries on femininity, right? So, the second is they actually have special editors who are have special powers, right? When you when you do Wikipedia, there's special roles that you can have. Not anyone like there. There's like super. I don't know. There's like super admin roles, right? Did you disappear, Carrie? Carrie, Carrie is now gone. Look, she was whisked away by toxic masculinity, and she ceases to exist. But um, yeah, so when you Wikipedia is not even just even if it were consensus, that's not how knowledge works. Um, consensus of people interested in, in editing the the femininity page. That's not how it works, and it's not actually just consensus. They do have. Um, so, they do have people who have more power than others, and those tend to be the more academic types um, who sit around. They're probably grad students who sit around doing this crap all day long. Carrie, are you back?
1: No, no. Yeah, my dog had to bark because the mailman's here. Oh. But um, I – no, okay, so I heard what you said about guess who sits around writing these things. Well, I did. And, right. And that <laughs> – and I had a I had a job, but again, I was a professional SJW, so I saw this as part of my job and fixing the world. Like a lot of them do, they're like, this is how they fix the world. But they are. There's all these little, they're all tiny little cogs in the machine of 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 without realizing it. That I was a foot soldier for this ideology, in lots of ways, and one little tiny way was in. I think some of the edits I made are still up uh, and took off and people added to them on, I edited, uh, um, Oh, I hated Maxim magazine. Uh, I thought they were sexist and, uh, you know, misogynistic and they had included one of my, um, and actually originally the reason I started editing was because my boss told me to, I, I, uh, one of our comedy clients, Margaret Cho, they, they didn't like her. They listed her on a, like the 10 least funny comedians or something. And so I was supposed to go in there and under a pseudonym and and try and get that scrubbed and, and I was doing that. but then and then I was like,'m I'm, I'm, it's not enough for me to try to get that scrubbed. Now I'm going to go in and knit and cherry pick. I, I started doing extensive Google searches looking for any tiny little uh, news article or blog or anything about Maxim being sexist so I could link it. And try and build a whole section. I think I built helped to build a section that, which is probably still there, called controversy or something, where it was trying to forever in the definition of Maxim magazine have them defined as being sexist and misogynistic. I mean, yeah. That's, well, that's, I that's, mean, that's a that thing. That's the things people do. And then I guess I'm just using this as an example to say that's my ideological framework. Affecting the way that countless people look at definitions from, like, look the way that when they're looking up something, it could potentially have repercussions unknown. I don't know, but you know, it's like it's because then other SJWs build on that stuff, and other SJWs build on that stuff, and it's all to put forth their ideological framework. It's that um, quote about, you know, what is it? He who he who writes history, or. Um, I forget the quote, but it's about you know the power of being able to go back and rewrite history so that people are more inclined to believe your version of events, your worldview, the way that you look at the world, right?
0: Right. And, and Carrie, uh, just so you know, uh, there is a whole section on the Maxim Wikipedia entry about events and controversy. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sexism is back. in
0: there. So, you know.
1: That first event up there, scroll up, the Coors Light one yep I think that was one of the ones that I dug up way back when uh I don't recognize some of these others there was another one about oh yeah, oh yeah what's the second one there about beers and babes and Israeli oh yep I think I dug that one up too yeah. Now, how many years ago was this I was in es- this was probably when I first started doing this I don't know it was probably fifteen or fifteen years ago at least I don't know but look it's still there yep <laughs> twenty years ago I don't know
0: yeah. And, and you know, just to be clear, uh, in case anyone doesn't know this, there aren't defenders of Western civilization being paid to sit around and edit Wikipedia entries. That I don't think that happens.
1: Yeah. Like, why am I doing that? I'm not getting – I wasn't getting paid to do it. I'm doing it because I'm such a true believer in my belief system, and I think this is – this must – people must believe what I believe – about this magazine, and I'm going to cherry-pick whatever small little things I can to try and put together a narrative that this this is everything defining about this. But all
0: business. those all those little bureaucrats that you talked about last time, Carrie, and the diversity, uh, I think Walter Williams called them diversity people in universities, and anyone who's in any of these positions in companies, while you're not getting paid to do this outright, no one says, please go change these Wikipedia entries, although they might.
1: No, um, some people do. I mean, I originally part of my job was to change the part about Margaret.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but but um but there but it's allowed, it's like uh you are getting I mean, if you're salaried and you're working for someone, you are kinda getting paid to sit there and do that and people are it's just part of the culture at work and and it's kind of accepted and you know, um if someone comes up and says, What are you up to? Oh, I'm fixing this Wikipedia entry, I'm fighting the battle, it's like, Oh great, yeah, you fight the battle. It's not um you know, it's not like it's not like you're in trouble at work for spending your time doing this. Um, but that, but the other, no, the opposite because, doesn't exist. There's not people
1: right because my my boss uh, back back before I had my own management company. But who, anyway, the person at the time I was working for, I mean, they they agreed with they believed in the same stuff I did, or they were maybe she, I don't think she was a true believer, but she she definitely this was like fine with her that I would do this.
0: You're doing Um, good work.
1: I'm doing good work. You're changing the world, right? Like, uh, really quickly in the chat, Elva Caro came up with the quote I was trying to think of. It's George Orwell, of course. He who controls the past controls the present. He who controls the present controls the past. I mean, that's... It's all about control. (laughs) That's why it's so important. That's why power... Yes, power is what they worship. Control is what they worship. And, um... I know we're going on a bit of a tangent here, but every once in a while I find myself, it's almost like our podcast becomes a confession of my past SJW sins.
0: (laughs) It's good. People need to know because, Carrie, uh, even though you've changed, there's there's thousands and thousands of Carries out there who haven't changed and who are doing all this stuff right now as we speak. Oh,
1: yeah. There's hundreds of thousands of them. (laughs)
0: Sorry, Hun- hundreds of thousands. Yeah,
1: I don't know if they're all as articulate as I was. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you were the best, and it was a blow to them to lose you, Carrie.
1: <laughs> it was a blow to them to lose me. <laughs> they're
0: they're There's still like, in mourning. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I, I, wa- I want to say one other quick thing. You're making me think of just because I, I I read this yesterday. I was uh, you know, we had Kelly Day on, and uh, up in Canada, she's another former SJW. I think and, we're going to have
0: her back on, by the way, at some point soon.
1: Oh, I would love yeah. to talk to her again. And uh, I saw that somebody was in the comment section of on her channel, was saying to her, you know, well, you know, kind of like, it's all well and good that you're talking about all this now and exposing it, but you have a lot of penance to do. And, and it really bothered me. It was this real shamey kind of post, like... Um, I mean I know you've joked before about how I've done a lot of I've a lot of evil makeup for <laughs> Yeah I was going to say I, didn't I say that? <laughs> yes, but it was the way the person said it it was it was sort of like yeah as if her dedicating herself to speaking against the ideology is not doing that. I mean that's what she's doing. That's right. what she's doing. So get off your high horse and quit criticizing someone for the mistakes of the past especially if they've not everyone has to do what she and I've done which is to try and make I mean, I can't, I can't talk about any. I can talk about a few other things, but my focus, what I'm hyper focused on, is my old ideology for a reason, and that's what she's doing, okay, in her way. And other people do it in small ways. And like, quit being such a friggin' negative, Nancy. That's what I want to say to that person. It's like, back, what, what the f are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just that. I mean, that's the nature of YouTube comments generally. Though there's yeah. like, there's always people who are like, you should do this, you should do that. It's like, okay, do you have a channel? Do you know what it takes to do all this? Like, go make the argument yourself, then. Um, yeah. But uh, that's just the nature of of YouTube comments. But um, yeah, Carrie. I mean, I I um, I don't know. I I think uh, it's important that people understand that this is what this is what's going on uh, behind the scenes, and this is pervasive. And and really, just to get back to what we were talking about before. This is what that ideology is. It stems from the ideology we were talking about earlier, which is kind of this offshoot of, like, uh, we'll say, Frankfurt School to postmodernism through, like, through to this kind of social justice intersectional ideology. Um, The trans stuff is just one area where uh, they're very active. And. I think, you know we we talked about why they're active in that way. I think someone made a comment in chat, which I didn't bring up, but I think it's correct. One of the ways to weaponize femininity is, even though a lot of the people are actual mothers, it's great to get women. There's a lot of women who are not don't have their own kids. and so you can really tap into that instinct to protect their young uh, by assigning them other young to care about um, in the cause. And so, you know, I think it's just important for, Uh, for people to really understand what this is, what it's doing, and why it needs to be opposed, right? We haven't even gotten into the very real um, dangers that it causes to, let's just pick little girls for an example, men changing in their locker rooms, men winning, you know, guys winning sporting events that that, uh, high school girls should win and therefore getting scholarships and recognition that the girls should get because the uh, biological male did. Um, I mean, this is a, it's a this is something that is going to not only have these kind of long-term effects that we're talking about, about uh, destroying masculinity and femininity, but also um, also short-term effects.
1: It, it is, and it, it's also, I mean, some of the obvious dangerous possibilities are just look at history. I mean, the race. look at the racism part alone, right? I know we're talking about the sex and gender part a lot today, but look at the race part. They have... And I used to preach, gosh, talk about the evil I did in the world. I was on message boards. I was in early feminist message boards twenty years ago teaching this this attempted redefinition that they're that is now becoming more mainstream. back then it was still pretty just academic circles. and now it's now it you see it you see soccer moms telling on Facebook who are new to the belief system, talking about
0: trying to educate you. Take
1: trying to educate me on racism is prejudice plus power that's why it's impossible to be racist towards white people like no it imagine (laughs) (laughs) what could is that your soccer
0: mom impression
1: (laughs) no it's my newbie sjw impression (laughs) don't be derogatory
0: towards soccer moms they are very (laughs) important
1: I love soccer moms. No, okay. that's my that's my newbie cult member impression when they think that they they think they're talking <laughs> to someone who had they think I don't know what I'm talking about and that I wasn't preaching this 20 years ago and they're like that's my <laughs> cuz they're so dumb about it. And by the way, they're not even a lot of them aren't even that thoughtful or articulate. They're just the people who repeat what <laughs> <laughs> what the people, the people who there are the people who come up with ways to justify this racism and sexism and the and the people who come up with the stuff like Robin D'Angelo comes up with white fragility, the people who come up with the racism because prejudice plus power, and then there are the puppets who just go out and speak it. And so they're just speaking that crap. But you know what? Like that this is the danger. Think about history. What could possibly go wrong when you teach entire generations of people that it's impossible to be racist towards a particular race. Right. What what might happen? Definitely.
0: There's no evidence that that would have any negative effects ever, Carrie. Don't worry about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and how do you roll it back? I mean, we're talking. How do you stop that? At what point? At what practical end goal are you like? Oh, I guess it's now. Uh, 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 oh gosh. Oh gosh. They're. Oh, I guess it is possible to be raised towards women. (laughs) How do we roll all this back, right? Like, they don't even project that far. It's like, they use your brain, people. Well, even
0: just just look at the sex stuff for just a second, the gender thing. Um, Because I was thinking about this. Uh, Anyone who's ever taken any classes on male-female dynamics and, like, um, long-term stability of relationships, and and anyone who's read about relationship stability and marriage stability or has— uh, taking classes on um, e- even classes on like uh, sexual energy and like maintaining that like anything like that. Um, almost all of the classes, if they're focused on heterosexual couples, will focus on uh, one of the things that that keeps people uh, together and and excited about one another and and how makes a marriage stable is the male-female dynamic. It's the masculine-feminine polarity. That polarity is necessary for us, generally necessary, obviously not always. That polarity is generally necessary in society for stable households. And um, when you think about, when I see the idea of destroying that, what I see is, well, this is the destruction of, This will eventually end up with destruction of pair bonding generally, which fits right into their agenda because without you know you start to have kids that are just out of uh, wedlock, out of relationships. Then you have kids raised by the state, um, which which plays perfectly into their goals. They're trying to. It's kind of like Brave New World that we um, that we read, where you know there's there's uh, there's really this kind of pair bonding as a unit is now discouraged and one of the ways that you do that is you you eradicate the differences between men and women because frankly uh when when there aren't a lot of differences there's not a lot of attraction either
1: that's true and and that's true when there's not a lot of differences there's not a lot of attraction unless um you're talking about that kind of narcissism where people just want to be be in love with someone who's just like them i I I always find that really weird like I'm a, not like sure a, that I
0: would count that as super functional.
1: <laughs> That's not very functional, no. Um, but but I think the reason why this is so important is because the single biggest predictor of whether kids are going to be and it, and it's it's not it, it doesn't mean it 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 it's necessarily going to show whether this is true or not. It's just saying if you're trying to look at what might give you on average an idea of whether a kid's going to be successful or not is whether or not they grow up in a single parent home. Now that's not yes. always the case. They're again, they're outliers, we're talking about on average, but it's more important than their race and their how much money they have growing up and it's more important than their religion and all these other things. It's like their family life.
0: Stable and two parent so, homes are yeah. like the best antidote towards most of the ills that we're seeing in, in society, especially in kids. Yeah, yep.
1: and so, and 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 it's absolutely possible for kids to come out of single-parent homes and to be successful and to do well. It's just, on average, it's easier. It's more likely for them to do well when they're in the two-parent home. And so I think that's a big reason why they're trying to dis- destroy, uh, why they, I say they, I mean the belief system. And again, I think of it as as a living, breathing thing. It's it's uh it's got its own goals, and it's it's that quote we've mentioned before, the the Jung quote about how people don't have ideas; ideas have people. The people who are gripped by ideology are puppets to the ideology. They like to think they have these grand ideas. Let's go back to the 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 the, um, the impression I was doing of the person who's now the ide- ideology has now taken hold in them, and is it's not their belief. They didn't come up with this idea of. Race equals prejudice plus... They didn't come up with any of this. Right. But now it's living in them, and it's it's got them.
0: Right. The demon and... is speaking through them. Yeah.
1: Yes. And it has an end goal that most of them, they don't even think about what we just talked about. They don't even think far enough out to see what the negative repercussions are of teaching generations of kids that it's impossible to be racist towards a certain race. So do you think that they're thinking about like what the end goals of this ideology are? No, they don't think about what the end goals of the ideology are. Right. They don't think about it at all. They're out there pushing. I was out there pushing this thing. I had no idea what I was pushing. I thought I was, I'm fighting on behalf of the oppressed. And I'm, I'm fighting to end racism and sexism. No, I was doing the opposite.
0: Well, the end goals for most of them, I think the end goals for most of those people are, they end at the end of their own nose. Like they are doing this to feel better about themselves, to get the, the kudos from their friends and peer group, and to feel like uh, they're virtuous people. That's why they're doing it. They're not doing it um, for really any other reason. Some of them might be, but um, I think a lot of them are just doing it for that. Elva Caro says, <laughs> when well, we talk about man-woman dynamic, he says, that's that's my patriarchy. Um, <laughs> and I, I want, But I want to actually point this out because um, this is the link between... So if you'll notice, Carrie, we've talked about this before, feminism is kind of split... So now there's the the feminists who have gone all trans activist, and then there's a the feminists who are derogatorily called turfs, trans exclusionary radical feminists. But it's the I think I think when you when you think about this gender issue and the way that we just spoke about it in terms of destroying masculinity, and um, you can see the the roots in actual older school feminism, even like back to like Simone de Beauvoir. Isn't she the one who was talking about like all sex is rape? Right? There's this like. Um, there's this inherent hatred of masculinity, and that—that's what's been glommed onto and taken to an extent. And I think there's uh, there's these radical, uh, we'll say fem- we'll call them feminists, but whatever, radical activists today. Who have decided like we don't care if it also destroys femininity? We need to we need to destroy them both. That's fine. And then there's the turfs who have like took a they veered off to the side and said no 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 you can't be destroying femininity because we're feminists like that stop destroying that. Um, but you can kind of see the roots uh, all the way back to feminism.
1: Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. It's kind of a it kind of bit it kind of bit feminist in the in the booty.
0: <laughs> yes, a little bit. Elva um, uh, Carroll says he's grabbing some popcorn to watch that. So I agree. Watch the turf war. It's a turf war. Uh, yeah.
1: I so. I have. This has been a great episode for me so far. Anyway, um, because I I don't know. I feel like we condensed some of this stuff down again. It's always good for me to practice trying to explain it. I just wanted to share something funny that just came in on my social media for anyone who is also. Humor is is, finds things like this funny. Uh, I joined an SJW group a while back, and I've been in there for a while, and they haven't kicked me out until I think I think (laughs) I think I just got kicked out of two different SJW groups today. But this one (laughs) is called uh, oh it, it it it's called Girl Cult Universe, but they spell it differently, so it's hard to find. It's spelled G R L C V L T. Okay, G R L C Am I supposed to be looking this up while we do this? Well, anybody who wants to go in there can jo- tr- can try to get in and join it. You might not, you might not make it in, but I made it in, and I've been in there for a while. And they're kind of hilarious. I I do like being in these groups still, and I used to be in them for real, so I'm still in a lot of them. I haven't been booted out of yet, but because I like to see what they're talking about and what's going on, and I got I, how this ideology is evolving, and um, and it's really funny because they have. They just did a post. This is something you totally wouldn't even probably be aware of, Carter, because you're you don't care about pop culture very much. I care about it very little, but more than you do. Um, So the uh, the Oscar nominations just came out and there's this huge uproar. And in The New York Times, there was a, a piece. It wasn't even an opinion piece. Okay, it was an actual piece talking about how everything in the times is
0: an opinion piece just to be clear Carrie. Just, right <laughs>
1: but they don't label it as an opinion piece and they and it's basically talking about how uh, you know only the white male perspective is represented and how it, it's just this whole crap about it. you know if if there are not 50/50 uh, 50, 50 women dominated then it's sexist if there aren't they want to see greater representation than what's in society by the way for people of color like it's just this whole this whole ridiculous idea that if if they don't like the demographics of something, therefore it must be racist and sexist. And so they're upset. And, um, and so uh, somebody posted in this group a picture of like Gwyneth Paltrow and two other white ladies. I, I don't know who they were. But it was from a particular movie that was about Fox News and Roger – what's his name? Ailes?
0: I don't know. Oh, Roger Ailes, the Fox News – uh, yeah. the head of Fox at one point. Yeah,
1: right. It was it was something I haven't seen, but it's based on a true story. And they posted that picture and it was this whole rant about um, how the how, uh, you know, I'm not going to watch anything that's that's not that does. I, I will no longer watch as a white woman, of course. I'm not going to watch anything anymore that doesn't have a person of color in it. And it's so racist and it's so blah, blah. And it's so this and that. And one of my friends who's in there is kind of a covert person. Oh, I'm not even, gonna... so somebody in there was like, somebody pointed out this is a, that movie was based on a true story. That might be why there wasn't a person of color in the lead roles, because it's based right. on a true so, story. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fu- the funny thing was like, you see the SJW's getting, all they do is post angry react emojis. And then they're like, they should have still found a way. They They really <laughs> said this. Like they still should have found a way to put a person of color in there. And the whole thread again is virtue signaling, mostly white SJWs about how they'll never watch something again unless there's a person of color in it. And and I just posted and said I agree. You know, black people are 13% of the population, and if if a film doesn't have exactly 13% black people, I riot. Or if <laughs> like <laughs> and and, and, I've, and I've just been I anyway. While this show is happening, I just got I just got booted out. It looks like and they got really upset. Nice. Well, you know, I mean, if those are your
0: standards, you can't watch. Uh, you can't watch the NBA. You can't watch the NHL. Um, right. One's too white. One's too black. So, you know, there goes your sports.
1: Kind of, I thought it was kind of funny because they, because they, because if you, I'm just saying this anecdotally, but since since Hollywood became converged upon by SJWs, which has happened in the past five years or so. Uh, maybe it started a little sooner, but really took off in the past five years. Um, they went the other way entirely. And so, and so there's th- the percentage I, this, I'm just saying, saying I totally haven't numbered things up, but it, they're now finding ways. And I, and I know when I used to work in entertainment, that th- this is to be true, that they will, they will, um, like people, I know people who are pitching stuff now, where it's like, "Oh, that's great! Can you add a trans person?"
0: Really, trans people?
1: <laughs> yeah, trans people make up less than one percent of the population. But, but it's about Sparta.
0: Gotta, to add what? a trans person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> everything's got to have a trans person now. Really, one percent? And so the same thing with people of color. Now it's like, oh, it's got to be a person of color. It's it got to really. It's you're talking about. Oh, I mean, they're talking about black people specifically, or whatever, let's say specifically black people. Thirteen percent of the population, but you want to see eighty percent represent. Like, what is it that you want to see?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just kind of silly. It's so silly. And it, and I agree. I, I worked in entertainment, and like I've said before, uh, it was a boys' club, and it was a white boys' club, and it was a lot of things. But the answer to that is not to then become ridiculously sexist and racist the other <laughs> way, and to be unrealistic and to demand to demand unrealistic uh demographics that don't even you know like you said it's about (laughs) this is the the story of uh, like pick 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 a historical thing and then say well right right
0: it's yeah you're writing a story about ancient sparta and they're like wow there's not enough chinese people in it it's like well (laughs) there weren't chinese people there um yeah right Someone uh, someone in chat says it's the Hamilton effect, and I assume it's Elizabeth. I assume she's referring to the musical. I never saw it. I know nothing about the Hamilton musical. Do you know what she's referencing?
1: Oh, yeah. Hamilton musical was uh, where they it, – it it was a phenomenon. I can't believe you – No, no. I, no, I know it's a it. phenomenon, but I, oh. was it
0: woke particularly or something? I don't know.
1: Well, it, they replaced all the actors. They made it – everyone was black. Everyone was played by a black person. Oh, I didn't know that. For the best part yeah and uh okay. it and, and and it used the music was was new and different and it was um rap based and it was like uh hip hop hip hop based and it it and it and it made people interested in the story of hamilton and um i'll guilty admission i know a, a little bit about it just because I've followed you know the story and I knew people who were obsessed with it, but I haven't actually seen it myself
0: okay so. well uh hmm. i mean
1: but, I, but from what I've heard about and everything, I think it was a good, it was a great musical. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if I would call that the Hamilton effect so much as, um, like, like I thought, if you're going to change everyone to a a person of color for, I thought that was, that there was a reason for that. And it was artistically done. And I don't have a problem with that so much.
0: No, why would you have a problem with it? Uh-huh.
1: I, I, yeah, exactly. I don't have a problem with that at no. all, really. I, I have a problem, or like with, their t- you know, The Little Mermaid's going to be black. I don't really care. Um right. Well, actually,
0: but the, the people that I've seen care about the Little Mermaid being black, uh, I think they only care, in fairness, I think most of them only care because they know that it's like an intentional virtue signaling woke choice. It's not like an artistic choice.
1: Yes, that's true. I don't really care, but I do... Uh, yes, I care when they do it to be woke. And that's not what I would say Hamilton was. Hamilton was artistic. It wasn't like, let's go be woke and do woke Hamilton. Um, I, I. It does bother me. What bothers me is this whole... Quota crap, and and they even get the demographics wrong. You know, it's like I, that. That's what bothers me when they're not looking at when it's no longer about the artistic choices and it's about ideology. That's when it bothers me. Yeah. Like if you're putting your belief system first, and I've seen people argue that. Like when we talked about, uh, we've talked about before how SNL got really woke and disgusting for a while. I think they're hopefully, probably, maybe trying to get a little better. Who knows? But um. It just became unfunny. And I was talking about it with an SJW who I used to be friends with. I think she's now in front of me. But she outright admitted that this particular sketch I was talking about, she loved it. She loved it. I was like, but it's not funny. She's like, well, she agreed. It's not funny. She said, but it's got a great message. I'm like, but it's supposed to be comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a comedy sketch.
0: That plane doesn't fly. Yes, but uh, it's a, the paint job is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Yeah. Well, Carrie, this is a very long one. I think we can end it. Yeah. Uh, unless you've yeah, got something else it. you want to mention about Hamilton or something.
1: Oh, somebody in the Eckhart Troll mentions in the comments, The Wiz.
0: I love Eckhart L-O-L. Troll's name. I, we've said that Eckhart, before. Yeah.
1: Eckhart Trolley is yeah. so funny. The Wiz. Yeah, okay, I have a funny personal aside about The Wiz, and then I'll stop. Um, and it, they took it offline, so I've, I've, we've got to add it. We've got to put it back online. But... Um, uh, one of my favorite clients back when I was a comedy manager, we did this, we, we got to do this short comedy video. It was really funny. Um, and it was, it was about, so when the Wiz was airing, this was a few, a few years ago before I started going through my transformation thought, I guess. Um, but I would still make this, I think it's really funny. Um, it's back when they were airing the whiz and there were a lot of ignorant, sometimes, sometimes anti SJWs can be obviously just as, dumb as SJWs.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, were, low intelligence is common across humanity.
1: Yes. And so there were a lot of dumb people on Twitter who were like, what is this? So they took the Wizard of Oz and they made it with all black people, like, and they were really upset about it. And it's like, this is the, it's the whiz. It's been out for a long time. It's just, you know, it's the whiz. Like, you guys don't know what the Wiz is, you know? And they were all upset and so we did this we got to do this um really funny sketch uh called we called it the whiz but we spelled it with an a like the whiz like w i think it was w-h-i-z-z and it was an. it was the whiz redone with all white people <laughs> 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 which that just that just strikes me as really funny because it's all the songs and stuff from the whiz but like white people doing them <laughs> Anyway, I don't
0: know if you'd be allowed to do that anymore.
1: I think so because it was actually kind of. It, I wouldn't say that it's woke. It just, but it was it was making fun of racist white people who didn't like an all black whiz. <laughs> it was like, here's your all white whiz, <laughs> like. Anyway.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, Carrie.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, I think we should call it a day. I think we should call it a day. Um, okay. Thank you, everyone, for watching sharing. Liking, subscribing, doing all those things that we always ask you to do. Um, most importantly, please share so that we can get more subscribers on YouTube before we get booted off. We want to see how many we can get before we get uh, before we get booted off. Oh, Maria Tuscan. Oh, wait. Hold on. Maria's asking when we're doing an unsafe space retreat. We are going to do one this year. We don't know when. A few months from now, Carrie uh, is going to work on organizing that. Right, Carrie? Yes.
1: Yes. I am trying to pick dates and then we're going to but we are going to be doing a retreat this year and we're going to do it in Texas.
0: It's going to be small.
1: It'll be small and um we're trying to find a thing where we can do an all-inclusive in in terms of lodging and stuff like we stay in one place and it's like for a weekend and um and really just I mean like we say retreat cuz we want it to be relaxing. It's not going to be like a bunch of workshops
0: yeah no we're not doing like (laughs) lectures and workshops and crap um and uh you do not have to announce your pronoun before you speak uh and clapping not snapping will be allowed so (laughs) yeah nice (laughs) uh but you're not allowed you're not allowed to be triggered but you may get to go shooting so that's the that's the difference Mm -hmm. right yeah all right um Thank you all for watching. Please go to Subscribe Star to support us financially and uh, stay around on YouTube and share the content to support us in other ways. Have a good day. See you tomorrow.
1: Thanks, guys.